Welcome and thanks for stopping by. Whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening to our podcast on one of your favorite platforms, I'm glad you're here. At this time, I would like to thank our partners and sponsors for their dedication to helping the show to grow. We cannot do what we do without their help. Millennium Bee with your host Kevin James. I'm with Kylie Robertson from Connecticut, you say? Is Rhode Island. Oh, Rhode, Rhode Island. Island. <laughs> well, it's close. I, 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 you know, I, I just miss by a little. Kylie, the other small state. Another small state, yeah. Well, I grew up in Massachusetts, as I was saying in the pre-show, so I've been there before, so, so that's really good. So we're going to get to know you a little bit more. My audience is going to get to know you um, and some of the things and that you can you can teach them at the end, you know, some ways to help change their lives. So, so yeah. let's start off with your story, where you're from, and uh, we'll go from there. So, okay. Uh, floor yeah. is all well, yours. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on here, Kevin. I'm looking okay. forward to it. Um, my background, let's see. I was raised as a, a Marine Corps brat. Okay. So we moved around a little bit, not as much as maybe most people that were in the military. Um, but it did provide for a different kind of lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, so we moved around quite a bit. Um, we landed in Texas for a while. So I've got some Texas pride. That's where I will always claim I'm from. Texas, yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yep. I can't claim that I'm from Massachusetts. So it's like, I don't know if that would be a good thing or not. <laughs> but sure, me, before sure. you go on a little bit more of your story, um, so I know a little bit about more of your background. Uh, mother, father, you only, or was there any other siblings? Oh, no. I am the oldest of four. Okay. Yeah. I have a sister and two brothers. Okay. Yeah. And then with that, you know, we had this weird dynamic of being a military family, but then we were also homeschooled all the way through. Okay. Uh, and some some homeschoolers are pretty weird. I, yeah. I'm going to say well, we were not. Homeschooling today is a lot different than it was years ago. It's sure. a lot. It's a lot different. So it, it's funny how you talk about being homeschool and military. There's this group that I'm not much into Southern or gospel music or, or country music, but there's a bluegrass com, uh, band out of uh, Mem uh, not Memphis, um, Branson, Missouri, and they were military. And there was like four or five of them. You know, I don't think I don't oh, think it was so in the fun. Marines, but so that's a whole different. So you travel a lot. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we moved around a lot. We never really lived by like our cousins and aunts and uncles. We learned right. that you had to build your own family wherever you were for however long you were there. Mm -hmm. And we, we learned that, you know, the people in our home, those four siblings, like these are going to be your best friends. So you guys got to work it out. Right. Kelly, you were talking about us, uh, about you being a military child of, of, you said four, right? Four kids. Yes. Yeah. The oldest four of four. Kids. And you're the oldest of four. So, 
Tell me a little bit more about that. What was it like growing up as a military child and as the oldest of four? Yeah. Well, I, like I said, you know, we didn't move around as, you know, there's, I've met people who are military kids who have been all over the world and moved every single two years. And right. that's not what, where we were. Um, I believe I was seven or eight years old when my dad got out. No, I was younger than that. I apologize. It was probably five when he got out of the military. So we okay. didn't spend that long, but we did our, we did our fair share of moving. And then even afterwards, we still kind of had this culture of moving, you know, wherever the job was is where our family was going to go. Um, and, and again, now, is there we a big age gap between you and your, because uh, you said you were five when he got out. So that, which means your other siblings and you're the oldest. So, I mean, was it year, 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 you know, at four year after that, or, I mean, cause the baby at that point, at that point, um, my mom was pregnant with the third when he got okay, out of the she, military. All right. So, so, yeah, that so person, I think it's seven years enough. total okay. between the, you know, the four of us. So it averages out about two years or so between okay. each of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he okay. didn't know the military portion. It was just me and my sister. Um, and all I knew really is that, um, dad would be gone for six months at a time. And then whenever he came back, because it was such a young age, I, we had to kind of get reacclimated. I was kind of like intimidated by him and and we had to figure out that relationship again. And then he'd be gone again. So I do, I do have some memories of those and, um, I don't recommend it No. (laughs) now today. Technology is amazing. Like my, um, brother-in-law was in, um, Iraq and his daughter, he, he met, he was here for the birth, but then like her rolling over and learning to crawl and learning to walk. Mm-hmm. Like he was not here for that, but they had FaceTime, they right. had zoom calls. So they were able right. to do a whole lot of that where he was able to see that my dad didn't get that. Yeah. Unfortunately, the technology back then wasn't there. Like, I mean, we couldn't even be doing these type of interviews, you know, I mean, they had Skype, Skype's been around for a while, but uh, you know, 10 <laughs> years ago, it was not, you know, it wasn't really anything. We couldn't do this type of thing. And now there's there's Skype, there's Riverside, there's Zoom, there's uh, so much, yeah. Ecam, you know, there's a lot yeah. of companies that will do, and they're getting better. I mean, as I said, like I have, I don't know if you like it or not, or people might not like it. I have a robotic cameraman. You know, it's a little tiny thing, and I have to be careful using his name because he goes, he looks up and goes, me, you know. So, so he, <laughs> right. and if I, I can't use hand gestures because he will start moving stuff. So, so yes. yeah, yes. that technology is now is good. So if mm-hmm. people in the military, you can be anywhere. I mean, I mean, we're, yeah, we're, you got, I'm on the left and the right that you're on the monitor and you're up in, um, you know, um, I can't, I'm going to keep saying Rhode Island. But, <laughs> That's right. Rhode Island's right. <laughs> oh, it is Rhode Island. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Pro- I, I, I have to remember Providence, Rhode Island, like, but yeah, I'm not saying you're from Providence, but I'm just, that's how I remember. Uh, sure. I wish sure. I was gifted with what they call long, uh, short-term memory. Uh, I, I have, I have good long-term memory, short-term memory and eh, not so much. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, so, okay. So, 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 that so those two components, there. Oh, sorry. No, that's all right. Go ahead. You're the the two components of being, yeah, of being raised, you know, kind of military with that, you know, that kind of mindset from my parents mm-hmm. and then being homeschooled kind of led my parents to guide us, um, to, do things very counterculturally. You know, we came out of our home with some different ideas about how money should be handled and how Mm -hmm. relationships should look and what education can be because we had been educated differently than most kids. Um, And then, yeah, yeah. So there were all these different components that my parents kind of were able to shape and, you know, our values and what those Mm -hmm. were going to look like very different than what your average student coming out of high school looks like. And in fact, that's what I wrote my book about is how in each of these main areas, how we were taught to think a little bit differently than the rest of the culture. Hmm. 
Now, would you? How was your relationship with your dad? I mean, because we think of uh, especially the Marines, they're tough dudes. They're you know, how how was he as a dad? Was he a tough du- dad or was he easy go? You know, lucky. What was your dad a little bit like growing up? Now, yeah, I, I will stand by the Marine Corps and say they're the best of the best, always right. and forever. And once a Marine, always a Marine. Um, right. But you get that picture in your head when I say that of right. this drill sergeant. Mm-hmm. If my dad was the drill sergeant, then my mom was the free spirit. Uh-huh. So okay. there was a there was a balance there. Our home was not run like a it wasn't run with a like at uh, all. What do you call it? Yeah, military style. Like you know, you've seen those yeah. movies and TV shows that the yes, dad is the we military, were not and there's a there, yeah, that's good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Otherwise, yes. I would be your shrink, you know, and, and you'd have to be talking to me about all your challenges that you had with your dad and. And issues, and you have to get them all out, you know. Otherwise, no, you know, there was so there was a good balance there. Like when he brought more of that structure, my mom was more of that, you know, kind of a free spirit and brought it down and uh, easy going. Mm-hmm. So, so there was a good balance, and plus we were with her all day long, every day, right? Even right. out of the Your military, like uh, yeah, he yeah. he was working outside of the home, so she kind of I. I I think most women or moms are the people that the backbone of the home. Anyways, it's more mm-hmm. whatever they're, how they're going to run things. Right. Uh, they aren't, isn't, I mean, I'm not saying the sexist wise, isn't the mother usually the nurturer more? You yes. Know, no, mo- yes. Most that's days. in our nature. Not always. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's in the nature. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I would even say I'm, I'm nowhere near my mom on that nurturing level, but I am still the nurturer. Right. So there, I feel like there's levels to that, but that, it t- that is a female characteristic. Okay. All right. So, so now you're growing up. Um, now your father's outside the military. Um, what was your teenager life like? Like, what were you like as a teenager? Yeah. So we left Texas when I was 11 years old and I, they were ruining my life. I was never going to make friends again. It was very dramatic. Oh yes. I've heard that every movie, Every life, you know, like, yes, it's very you're, you're destroying my life and all that. Yes, kind of so that's how you so, thought at eleven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were in Virginia for a year, and then in Pennsylvania, and um, uh, yeah. So my middle school and high school was all spent in Pennsylvania. I got into a great youth group, had a great group of people around me. Um, I think okay. typical, typical high school drama, Mean Girls, all that jazz. <laughs> oh yeah, I've done interviews um, with people that were part of the Mean Girls. Oh, yeah, yeah. it changed now, but it, it was, uh, sure. it, that was an interesting conversation. So, and so, yeah, when we um, so when we left Texas, we had been homeschooled in this great homeschool group and everything while well, we left. And I had a couple of pen pals, one being um, my now sister in law. OK, so oh, wow. my husband and I met in Texas when we were five and seven years old. And then his sister was my pen pal when we left. And then after high school, I actually went back to Texas and interned at the youth group at this huge church that we had been a part of. And that's when my husband and I started dating and then got married and I moved back to Texas. Oh, that's interesting. I've been to Texas. I had a friend. She's no longer a friend of mine. She disowned me. Uh, That's a whole story in itself. Um, she was from, I think, Arlington, Texas, because I flew into okay. Dallas, and then I went yeah. to Arlington, yeah, so, and I went to church there, I met some, na- her neighbors and stuff like that, and I said, I don't really have any friends, and this girl says, hey, I'll be your friend, okay, <laughs> I don't know how old I was, but that was interesting, but yeah, I haven't, I think I've only been to Texas twice, Okay. I had to stay there on the way to Louisiana once, because uh, from, uh, we miss our flight, 
my, oh. I was taking my mother to my, my nephew's wedding. And so we had to stay in Dallas because that airport is huge. That's yes. A huge airport. Oh my gosh. I, I heard one time that the DFW airport is the largest, has the largest parking lot in the world of any. Oh, wow. I haven't thing. heard that, but that's, it's, it's, it's a I don't know if it still stands. I heard that a long time ago, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. It, it, it's, it, as I said, I've only, I've flown out of there once. Well, actually twice because you count, and, you know, uh, I flew from Tampa, Florida to, to Dallas. And then we were supposed to get on a puddle jumper to drive back to uh, Louisiana. And then we missed the plane because because oh, the flight from Tampa to Dallas was late. So yeah. it was already gone anyway. It wasn't like we just missed it because we just missed it. It was uh, it was a late. So so Texas yeah. is pretty cool. I mean, everything is big in Texas. I just did an interview with a guy. He does a uh, podcast called The Bible Speaks to You. And he's up in the panhandle of, of Texas. Okay. So, uh, nice. It starts with an A, and I can't remember. I would have to look at the video. I have a little map I put up on, on the screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then he's from he's from um, he's from the Back Bay of Boston originally. He was there for a couple of years. But Texas is a pretty cool place. I like it. Um, as I said, I've only been there a couple times. Um, I eventually, when I get the Millennium bus, I'll actually go visit some people in Texas, and so I'll spend some time there. Nice. So that's cool. So, so you yes. you spent so you spent your um, your high school days. So you actually went to school for your high school days? Not, not just nope, homeschooled? No, nope, still homeschooled. But the beautiful still thing in Pennsylvania, yeah, in Pennsylvania, as a homeschool student, you can participate in any and all extracurricular activities at the local public school. So okay. I was able to, I went to all the dances. I was in theater. I played sports. Oh. I did all that fun stuff. So we got I to be very sports. involved. And yeah, and it was where all my youth group friends were. So we kind of right. had our group and I know I just, okay. I would just wasn't there for eight hours a day and then I'd show up and get to do the fun things. <laughs> that sounds like, so you said sports, what I, I was going to say volleyball, but I can't tell if, you, if you're, you're that That's volleyball so type or, or, or <laughs> lacrosse or it could oh, be funny. soccer or soccer. You know, I mean, I'm trying to think what else it could be. It wasn't football. No, it was well, not. It I played been. soccer, soccer and volleyball. Okay. Yes, That's and cool. I, I'm not the tall one playing volleyball. I was yeah. in the back. <laughs> you were in the back, yeah. I, I dated a girl that was a volleyball player, and I'm five foot ten, and she was like six something. Yeah, so she was. Yeah, I'm she not. She was that. made to be. A, she was made to be a. Hey, that's all right. Don't worry about it. He escaped my husband. I'm so sorry. Uh, oh, don't worry about it. You ever see those things on television? And we can just leave it in. I don't really matter. I don't care. Um, <laughs> it, that's one of the things about my podcast. I'm I, I Mr. Organized, Mr. Mr. OCD about things. But then there's some things, ah, whatever. And they Life have to happens. show what about, can you do? You know, that, especially during the pandemic, you get these people that do home interviews and people are coming in screaming and cats, yes. cats decide to come running in and they come up to the camera. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so it, it's it is one of the things I try to do with my podcast, if whether it's in person or on the computer, is just be very friendly. We're just getting to know each other. You're sharing yeah. your story. You know your story better than anybody else. I can't correct it. It's like, hey, yep. you know, I just can go by what I think. Of, I want to ask questions. I'm not one of those like I have. We get a topic, we, and you know, gave me some bio, and I'll, yeah. we'll go over some of those things. But it's just the kind of a format to keep. I would say I am the rudder of the ship. I keep the ship going in the right direction. That's all. Yeah. So, yeah. So just, things happen. You're jumping like off. He's running in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm I mean, so sorry. and I always tell people, don't worry about it. Don't, you know, don't get nervous. It's, it's not like you're doing a CNN interview. Like they ask you these five <laughs> questions and you got to give them an answer. And I, I always joke about this every time I ask a question and, and, the, and the guest goes, 
Kevin, that is a great question. And I'm in my mind saying, yeah, of course it's a great question. You gave it to me. <laughs> they, you know, they, they set it up. You like, I haven't had it yet that uh, people that want to be guests that will say, here's some questions I want you to ask me. I haven't had it yet in three years. So I'm good. It's like, <laughs> but you know, people do that. They kind of do that. So, yes. so, um, yes. so you're playing volleyball. You did yes. soccer, which is cool. I have to ask, I don't know how the positions were. I know I played soccer. I was a right halfback. What were you? I was a left halfback. Oh, you're left halfback. So you're left mm-hmm. foot, you left footed, left handed? Seemed to, I'm just... right handed and was better with my left foot. So okay. go figure. Yeah. <laughs> I had a I had a unique name. Mine was Killer Kelly. I had a mean, <laughs> mean slide and tackle. And the only reason oh. why I never, I, the only reason why I never get penalized, as long as you slide and tackle and you get the ball, you're good. And mm-hmm. I always get the ball. And I was in nice. soccer from junior high all the way through my junior year of high school. And then I took off my senior year, and I was manager of the yearbook, raising thousands of dollars to, so the the students get the yearbook for free. So, so oh, that's very cool. Cool. so so you did that. Um, yeah. No musical, anything in my band or anything like that. Oh yeah, I was a, I was in a couple of musicals. So okay. yeah, we did. Um, my first one was the Titanic. Oh wow! There's a musical yes. on the Titanic. Oh I yes, and it, you hear Greece a lot, but very good. I, never heard Titanic. I, I missed Greece, and I was so bummed. That was the year oh. before me. Okay, but, yeah, Titanic. I did Titanic and Cinderella, and then I was up for another one, and I just had too many things going on my senior year. And they said, right. you know what? Please just give that tiny role that I got to my sister, and so they did. <laughs> okay, so your sister, so she's into into acting and theater and all. Oh that yes, my sister, stuff. she's a triple threat. She's got it all. She can sing, dance, okay. and act. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I wish I could yeah. sing. I love singers. I love singers. Yeah. And I love, I do sing, but not very well. And I know when I can sing good, and I know when I can sing bad. And it's more <laughs> bad than good. But I love, I, I, I call myself a, a song snob. Especially in worship of bands at churches, I'll listen to a band and I go, mm-hmm. please get down. Let somebody else sing. <laughs> You know, I, I do not feel like staying here listening to this, you know, and then yeah. I, I like that band I was telling you out in Branson, Missouri called the Petersons. And mm-hmm. um, I'm guessing the oldest sister is probably in her early 30s, mid mid to early 30s mm-hmm. and stuff. And yeah, she has an awesome voice. And then her mm-hmm. she has her younger sister sings and then her baby sister who just graduated college. So she probably I would say she's probably 20. But she has that twangy type of voice. Mm-hmm. They don't all the sound the same. The oldest doesn't have any twang, but the youngest does. Mm-hmm. I mean, the youngest has that country twang, which is I'm not a big fan of. I've never yeah. been a fan Sometimes of Sometimes it's a matter of where you learn to talk. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody can pin my accent. I get told all the time that I've got no. an accent and they can't pin it. Well, I learned to talk in North Carolina. I was born right. in Washington. I lived eight years in Texas and then went up north. So uh, I think I just kind of picked up on something in everywhere that we were. Right. Now, I had a massive, mass a- accent. I remember when I first moved to Florida, I was involved with our youth group, and they beat the living crap out of me vocally. Every youth word. Like, do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it, the, the hardest one is in New England, they got a great idea, you know? It said <laughs> idea, you know? It's idea, you know? And yeah. Regina, Regina, you know, Glenda. No, it's Glenda, you know, it's like, <laughs> and they just hounded me over and over. 
And the biggest one that I always still get confused with because I can't see it in my mind is freezer. Is it Frieza or Freezer? You know, it's like <laughs> if it ends with an A, it's Frieza. If it ends with an R, it's Freezer. So it's yes. like, so I, I remember when I was younger in my young days, when I was 18 years old, I went to Nashville and uh, I met the Southern States Dance Contest. They were all females through so the whole hotel. I was in heaven. <laughs> and we were we started on the top floor and we get getting kicked off every floor all the way all night long. We were just chatting. They love my Boston accent, you know, because I was I was I never lived anywhere else. I lived in Massachusetts until I was thirty, and then yeah. then I moved to Florida. And and in Florida, it doesn't really have an accent. You know, it's not like the it's not like Louisiana. It's a melting or, pot, kind of like yeah, Dallas. A lot of yeah. New York, you know, like hey, let's go get the car, you know, or you know, it's you know. So, so, so you're lucky in a sense that you, you do. I mean, if I talk to you, like I, I'll listen to somebody here at church because I, my office is at a church and there's a lady that preaches once in a while and she just preached actually this weekend and she's originally from New York and she, she has that like still after years, still, I can say, oh, you're from New York. You know, I mean, it's, 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 yeah. accents, it's fun. It's always a good conversation. As I said, I spent all night long talking to girls. Uh, when I was younger because of my accent. So it's like, <laughs> yes. it's different because they're so used to only once have I ever talked to somebody that had an accent that I could not understand. It was a girl from, I was at the beach in Vero beach, Florida. And uh, I was just chatting up, you know, a conversation with her and she was from West Virginia. And hmm. I could not understand a word she basically was saying. I did an interview just a couple of weeks <laughs> oh, ago no. with a guy. I go, you know, because he was from West Virginia. I go, you don't sound like that girl I met from West Virginia. Because you know, but that was a whole other ball game. <laughs> it's you know, but it's always neat. I mean, I like that yeah. kind of stuff. I like meeting people from different areas. Um, you got California. You know, you got you know, you got you got the Midwest, which I'm not really familiar. I've done a few interviews with people out Midwest. I've done mm -hmm. one in Washington State. Um, and stuff like that eventually. Yeah, my cousins are in the Midwest. And so we would always okay. make fun of them for a little bit of accent, but mostly just different verbiage. You know, mm -hmm. for us, we, we drank soda and they drink pop. They drink pop. And, and yep. sometimes it's like soda is like a Coke. Everything is a Coke. Texas is a Coke. It, mm -hmm. Everything is a Coke, you know? You want I mean, a Coke? Uh, what kind? Dr. Pepper. Uh, well, that's another what? thing. When I was here, <laughs> yeah, I know. You know it's like, a, you know. Uh, one of the things I was down here and I said, okay, I'm going to fill the garbage. You know, like I'm gonna fill the garbage. It's just, we don't have garbage; we have trash. You know, it's like you know, yes. like dinner, supper. You know, so like you know, like a hoagie or a sub or a grinder. You know, it's like mm -hmm. everywhere. You're right. Yeah. Everybody has. Um, I remember years ago, my mother was uh, in in, in uh, KU. Uh, KU, yeah, Kansas University. Um, and not Kentucky. I know where KU is. I forget. But she worked at a store. And she asked somebody where the um, the, pecan, the pecan was, the pecan, you know, pecans. <laughs> that's what and you put inside your tent. Right there. That's, that's, it's, it's not pecan, it's pecan. You know, <laughs> uh, but it's, it gives, we all call things differently, you know, so it's, mm -hmm. so that's cool. So you, you, yeah. you're basically grew up in that time period that you, you don't have a major mm -hmm. accent and you're dealing, you could do some activities. Yeah. Um, did yeah. you get to? Did you get to graduate in that same school or did you move by before that happened? No, most of my high school. So it's still considered homeschool, but I participated in a cyber school. And so oh. I actually had the opportunity to have teachers that I could interact with, but it was still self-paced. I got to choose my courses almost like a college catalog. As long okay. as, you know, I got same as college. As long as I got all the credits in, mm -hmm. I, I got to 
pick what interested me within that subject and take something along those lines. Do you feel as lines. a self-paced? Because we had it, it was called LAP, learn at your own pace. My, my freshman year at a technical high school, we had that, but then they changed it, which was good for because for me, slower learning, I, it would have taken me six years to graduate high school. It's just, it, so, but once they got me back into a normal set, normal, like a normal high school, not a learn at your own pace thing. And it would be, I mean, I, I don't know how well I would have been as a homeschool student. I don't know. It's, you know, my parents, you know, but, you know, again, you don't always have to be super smart. You just have to know, you know, cause things are done online. There's classes and stuff like that. So, so yeah. you're interacted with, so did you get to go to a physical graduation or? I did. Yep. Did. So the, as that cyber school, anyone that was a part of that, I got to have that that graduation okay. experience. Mm-hmm. And then you said you went to the dances so you could you go to your prom and you know, oh, yeah. just like that. So that every was- chance I could. We just had so yeah. much fun. Did you see now what problem with my high school, I went to a regional technical high school. Actually the name of the high school is Monitors at Regional Vocational Technical High School. That was the name <laughs> of the school. Wow. So try to say that one fast. You know, Monitors yeah. Regional Vocational High School. Uh, but we nicknamed the nickname was Shorts Money Tech. So but yeah. if I was on one end of the district and my buddy was on the other end of the district, it would take me almost 45 minutes to get to his house. Mm. We were, that's how big our district was. So, yeah. and dances weren't always the, I mean, I used to DJ and all that kind of stuff. And I worked with a DJ company and yeah. we didn't have a lot of people. We did have some, but we just never had the, you know, it's not like a local high school in your city, John Doe high school, where everybody lives basically in the same neighborhood or the same community. Right. And, right. and that's a little bit different. Um, I miss the fact that, you know, I, we, I didn't have that. And I didn't go yeah. to my, I didn't go to my senior prom. I went to my junior prom. But I didn't go to mm-hmm. my senior prom. And I should have. I, I, now yeah. looking back at it uh, years later, I go, you know, even if I didn't really like the person that's dating, I say, hey, if you want to go as friends, <laughs> hey, I'll go as friends with you. You know, no, no big deal. Who cares? Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah. Because that's no, just No, we had a great time. It. and. Right. And the thing is, I had a really great group that it was kind of like the Saint, the youth group all hung out at the school and we did all the, okay. the football games and everything. So the dances, it was all of us hanging out and that was, that was our crew. And so it was just, it was a lot of fun okay. for all of us. Now, um, let, let's talk a little bit, of, since you brought up the youth group, tell me a little bit about the youth group. What was that, what was that like? You know, I mean, uh, what type of church was it that, you know, that you had a youth group from? Yeah. So we actually went to a non-denominational Christian church, but when we started going there, when we moved to Pennsylvania, I was the youth. <laughs> oh, wow. There was, yeah. And there was, the, there were these two guys who were designated as like the youth pastors and they were so excited that there was someone a youth age and they were like, do you want to get coffee with us? And my parents were like, no, she's 14. She's not going to coffee with two men. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, luckily down the street from us, there were um, twin boys my age. And so they invited okay. me to their youth group. So it was a Presbyterian youth group. Okay. Um, and that's just kind of, that's where I found my friends in seventh grade when we moved there. And so I stuck with that and, and it, it served its purpose. I didn't go Presbyterian. Right. I haven't pursued that since, but right. it was a solid group with good teaching yeah. and a great group of people. And they attracted just a ton okay. of people from, from the local high school. Okay. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, it, uh, I, as I said, I grew up as a Catholic. So most of the time in my youth at that age, I was going to Catholic dances, you know, and, and, and you know, in the basement. Probably of, very uh, different. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Very. I was very shy. Uh, I, I mean, I actually met this girl. I was how social society I was. And I met this girl and I, I love dancing with her. 
And I asked her every month to dance with her, but never got her name, never asked her out. <laughs> and we're talking months, not probably years, but probably like three or four months. And I danced with her every time, every dance we had. I was yeah. uh, involved with Amway years ago, and I was doing okay. a meeting. And her and her boyfriend, I think, popped into the meeting. I go, hey, I know you. Don't know your name, but I know you. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, it's just so funny. It's because I just, I mean, I just like dance. I just, but yeah. I mean, I would be different today. But back then, I was very shy. I mean, I was, I didn't, I mean, I, I was not shy enough not to ask her to dance, but mm-hmm. not to ask her, you know, like, you know, <laughs> do more dancing, go out and stuff like that, which today I would have. <laughs> I, sure. I kick myself, you know, it's like we, we look back at our younger self. And it's like, you ever hear that song? It's this Christian song, like I, uh, something, I don't know who sings it about, like uh, you talk to your younger self and you would, what you would tell them, you know, and there's mm-hmm. a song, a Christian song. I don't know it's by some, some guy. And um, what would we say to our younger self, you know, type yeah. of thing? You know, it's like, yeah. mine would be is, hey, you're okay. You're, you know, I, I was five foot 10, 30 inch waist, 30 inch length waist. I was skinny. I didn't, I, I wore glasses, but you know, I'm, wasn't you know bad looking? I mean, it was just I was just shy. It took aim, believe it or not, it took Amway to, for me to, to not be shy. You know, because I had sure. to go do contacts, co-contacts, meeting people, asking them, showing them the plan, yeah. and complete strangers. Now today, I mean, I am ninety nine percent not shy anymore. I still because I'm single, <laughs> I still couldn't go up to you know. You don't have to worry about this. You're married and have a husband and you have kids, so you, you know you got all that in your back. You know, but for me, I still couldn't if I saw a really attractive girl i would be have a hard time like asking her out you know it's like, you're frozen yeah. again to me, i don't know if you can hear me yeah i can hear you oh, oh there I'm you frozen, are yeah 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 you can i can um you know today like i do now if i meet somebody i like i, I hand them my business card and say hey do a podcast check it out <laughs> that's your that way, way of asking someone out <laughs> that way if they watch the podcast they got my information they have my phone number they have my email address they have my website <laughs> Funny, clever. In that way, I leave it up to her if she wants to, you know, if she's interested. Say, you know, all she has to do is like say, hey, I I listen to your podcast and it's great. And then there'll be a conversation start. And once that starts, I'm I'm pretty good. So, all right. So you graduated. What happened to you after you graduated? Yeah, I was, well, I was already going to the community college as a senior. Okay, senior. Um, Yep, so I continued there for the fall semester. And then in January, I went to Texas for an internship at the church that I had grown up at there. Um, So I was going to go help out with their booming youth group at the time. Uh, They had more than one person? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not like this one was doing group. very well. <laughs> this was doing really well. I've dealt with the youth group and I was on the youth staff and I actually I was I was worship leader of the youth group, but I really nice. we sang, but we used um tapes and CDs and stuff like that. So we, sure. we sang along with them. So but I was kind of the okay. leader of that for a while, so we did that. But so okay, so it's a yeah. booming so you're interning there on the staff of the youth group staff. So Yes, an unpaid internship, but that's where I right. felt that I needed to be next. And so I took a okay. couple classes online. I stayed with um, a family there that we had known from way back. She was actually okay. the children's pastor at the time. My oh. now husband was leading the middle school ministry and um, and the youth band. Okay. Um, and so that's when we started dating while we were mm. there. And we, we, we kind of knew this was coming and we waited a month and said, let's just make sure, like, get mm. our bases covered here. Um, and yeah, so we dated for nine months, were engaged for 10, and then got married. Okay. Oh, yeah. wow. 
Yeah, uh, it sounds like I I call I do different type of interviews. I do like this interview, kind of telling your story, but I also do what we call love stories, where I would interview oh. the, the the husband and we talk about like a lot of things that we're talking about now, like for you. I would do the same thing for the for the wife. Sure. And then then it goes up to the time they met, and then they. We'll see if there's any difference. <laughs> and then yeah. they took Well, and obviously they, that's the very short version of that. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I mean, and, and then they tell the story of how they met and they had, they got married and they fell in love. I mean, well, hopefully they fell in love first, <laughs> yeah, fell in love, got married, and then they had kids and in that order. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So, it, so I call it love stories and I love those because yeah. I sit down with them. Uh, around your coffee table or your dining room table or something like that and tell us. So I've done it quite a few times and those become very popular because they're candid. They're just like us having a conversation. You're talking about your life. That's, as I said, I'm a storyteller and I, and I I try to get people to tell their story, you know, because somebody out there is listening and they can, they can relate to your story. Right. Right. So, okay. So you met your husband in the youth group. You're in the youth group as an intern. How, how long did, I don't know if you said this, but how long were you in as an intern? Uh, it was just that semester. So I was in Texas just for one five semester. months. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so, that, and, but, hey, but that was long enough to meet your, meet your husband, right? Well, see, we'd known each other already from right. when we were you, Okay. It's the pen pal because your sister. Yeah. Because of his sister. His yeah. And then in middle school or high school, when MySpace came on the scene, oh, that's yeah, when he I and I got his. I started communicating with him as well as his brother, just because we had all been friends. And so we would all just like message back and forth every now and then. So we'd been in communication. Um, and I was actually his first crush way Uh, back when. (laughs) And like, he likes to joke now is he's never had a meet the parents moment because he has always known my parents. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Even when I, you know, I call, I was 19 and I was like, Hey mom, dad, I I think Josh and I are going to start dating. And they were like, all right. We know his whole family. We know him. Like, go for right. it. We're, we yeah. approve. <laughs> Sale of approval from mom and dad. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah. You know, especially with dads, you know, as I said, this is my little girl. You know, and it's mm-hmm. like, you better live up. Plus to the it. first child. Yes. Plus <laughs> the first child. So that is yep. cool. That's a great little love story there. I, I like, yeah. I like those kind of, those kind of dream stories and stuff like so. All right. So you told me the length of time of dating and then yep. engagement and stuff like that. So I I went back to Pennsylvania after that internship and we did long distance until we got married the following August. How'd that work Mm -hmm. out? Long distancing. Well, we're still here. Yes. (laughs) Again. We know it it worked out, but how was it (laughs) when you were doing it? It wasn't Um, all rosy. It wasn't all perfect, I'm sure. It was not. I mean, we missed each other a lot. We saw each other every three months for a week. Right. Um, Yeah. mm -hmm. And the thing that there were a lot of really good things about it. Um, mm-hmm. because when we were both still living with our parents or he was away at school or at his parents, he was right. away at school an hour away. Um, right. so when I came into town, I stayed at their house. We were, okay. I joined the family when he came in town, he joined the family. And so yeah. we brushed our teeth together and we <laughs> did chores around the house together. And, you know, oh, so wow. we got to interact in that way. Whereas when you're dating, you're on your right. best behavior for a couple of hours and then right. you go your separate ways and let your hair down. So right. that was a really good thing. And then the other thing is if you, all you can do is talk to each other, then that's what right. you do. Like right. you talk on the phone, you talk on zoom and you, mm-hmm. you get to go through so many more conversations than you may have when you're just in that dating element. Well, also it doesn't mean doing it that way. It also keeps the physical side of relationships a little bit more at bay. 
mm-hmm. then then because there's not much you can do there's on, no choice. on a computer or a phone. <laughs> I mean, especially today with yes. as I said, I mean, you I mean there are ways people can get around it. You know, there's things that people can do, but but in general, as a good Christian person, you kept it, you know, it was yep. like I want to know you, I want to get to know you. And that's the way relationships should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always feel like, you know, your your wife or your husband should be your best friend. And the only way to yeah. get, get to know your best friend is by finding out about them. You know, a lot of talking, about them. a lot of talking <laughs> yeah. and finding out their likes and dislikes. But also the thing is, is also you see their bad part when they're tired, they're cranky, they're sleepy, they're hungry and how they act. And, and, mm-hmm. and you learn to say, oh, well, you know, you, you're not perfect. We're not perfect. You know, yeah. and, and the fact is you get to learn that. You know, and you get to see mm-hmm. the good, the bad, and the ugly, but you love the person. So you kind of overlook the bad, you know, and say, hey, you know, now yeah. as long as he's not a murderer or a rapist <laughs> or something like that, don't <laughs> overlook that. People, if you're watching, do not overlook that. You know, get out of that relationship. But in general, you know, it's like, you know, yeah. you, you can see and you just, you just adapt. You just adapt to it, you know, and just mm-hmm. grow. So, so, yeah. so getting into your other things, I'm looking at your, um, we've talked a lot about your, okay, what about, you down here and you say a coach, a wife, and a mom. We basically talked a little bit about your mom, but uh, you're being a mom, not your mom. Well, we did talk about that too, but um, <laughs> what, what's this coach thing? What, what's going on with that? What, coaching a what? Uh, sports? Business? No, no. People, people of all people. kinds. I'm in, okay, I'm an efficiency coach. Efficiency yes. coach. So yes. what's that? So mm-hmm. for all the people like me who do not, not understand efficiency, I, I think of it as being you know, like everything is correctly done in the right order. So it's efficient. You know, is that basically, is that how you describe yourself? You teach people how to think, um, keep things in order? I say I'm an efficiency coach with a focus on goal setting and vision. So I can help you keep things in order to the extent that you want to keep things in order. Because some people hear something like that and they freak out and they're like, oh, she's going to put me in a box. And oh, that's yes. not what I'm about. There is no one size fits all, except that you do if you want to live an intentional life, you still need goals and systems in place. Uh huh. I, I get it's weird. Speaking of goals and stuff like that, maybe you can. I, it's like okay, the the shrink is in. You know, the the coach is in. So I just have to ask this question: How do you deal with with when you have goals that are longer than like a year? How do you how do you break the old expression? Is how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? How mm-hmm. I know how I'm doing it right now, and I'll tell you after you answer your question, and we'll see if they kind of match. How do you deal with something that it's not going to be a goal that you can achieve in a year? It might be two to three years. How, what would you say to somebody that like that if you're giving them some advice? I would say that that's your long-term vision, and then you need mm-hmm. to break it down from there. So, okay. okay, the vision is, let's say you want to get out of all your debt. Okay, mm-hmm. it's gonna. I'm not going to do it this year. It's not going to happen based on my income, and if I go get three part-time jobs, this is what I'll make. That's not enough. Okay, mm-hmm. that's your vision. You make that goal. You can even say, I want this by this date. And that can still be kind of a visionary item. And then, Mm -hmm. all right, now for 2023, what can I do? And even, I don't know when this will air, but let's say, you know, we're in August. Even right now, I can still- air sometime in October, early October. Okay. So, you know, it's October. Um, The year's not over yet. Give yourself Mm -hmm. that two, three months. What can I accomplish in the next three months that will move the needle just a little bit? And then let's Mm -hmm. reevaluate for 2024. And go, what okay. can I do in 2024 that's going to get me closer to that? How close can I get to it? Something financial, like I just gave an example, like getting out of debt or saving so much, you know, this dollar amount for a down payment. Those things are incredibly tangible, right? We know what our, we, 
we often know around what our income is going to be or how we can increase that. Um, so it's very simple to map something like that out. There might be some other things that are less tangible. Let's say it's a business. I want my business to be at X income revenue by, you know, in five years from now. Okay. Awesome. You have, you don't have complete control over all those things. So you set the goal for this year. That means I need the revenue to be at this, which means my action items are X, Y, and Z. That means Mm -hmm. I need to, the things I do have control over, what are those things? Because oftentimes we set goals that we don't have control over. We have control over our time, our actions, our mindset, our attitude, and that's it. Everything else we either have to accept or just have some influence over. Mm -hmm. So we set that goal, but then we set those action items of, okay, what do I, what does that mean I have to do daily, weekly, monthly to get there? Does that kind of help? Does that answer your question? That kind of help. So that's your coach part. And obviously you said you're a mom. So let me talk a little bit about being a mom and, 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 you know, how many kids you got and stuff like that. So. Yeah, we have one son. He's six. Um, We adopted him from Columbia in 2021 when he was four. One of the guys I work with, and I've interviewed him, he does goes to Columbia a lot and does mission trips there. Oh, awesome! He does does a lot of mission trips. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah, and this is something. Yeah, that was something we chose to do. We always said we wanted to adopt first, and so once Mm -hmm. we bought our house, we said, "Okay, time is now." And um, Columbia kind of worked out. We were never committed to Columbia. We weren't married to this idea of a certain country. When we finally got down to looking at the different agencies and the different countries and their programs, there's Mm -hmm. so many requirements to everything that Columbia is the one that made sense for us. There are requirements per country and per agency. So you kind of have to match those up. So how long you've been married, some places Mm -hmm. require you've been married five years. We had that covered. Some okay. people, we could, at the time, we could not adopt from China because both parents have to be 30. Apparently being um, 30 makes you a great parent. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um, yeah. Some Asian, con- most Asian countries have a BMI requirement for each parent. Now, BMI is what? Uh, body Basically. mass index. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then there's finances with, you know, your income once you get home, but then also what the adoption is going to cost. Um, and those can be anywhere from like 20,000 to a hundred thousand when it comes to international adoption Uh and then how many trips. So, um, for example, we know somebody who adopted from India, they had Mm -hmm. to go for a couple of weeks, meet their daughter and then come home without her and go wait, do more paperwork and such, go back again. I think it was a whole month. They were there that time. And then they got to bring their daughter with them. And I was not about that. I'm not going to meet my kid and say, all right, I'll be back. Um, so Columbia was one trip for three weeks and that was something we were like, you know, my husband's got the time off. I'm a business owner. We can make that work. Um, Mm -hmm. and so we did, it was about total from start to arriving home. It was 23 months. Okay. That's cool. And you said he's six now? Yeah, he's six yeah, and we are cool. homeschooling. So I'm okay, homeschool mom, awesome. business owner, primary wow. caregiver, you, all those you, things. You got a lot of hats, you know, your multi yes. hats. And, and, and then you <laughs> yes. do, po- you know, podcasting and stuff like that. One of the other things you said you were a military, not a brat, but you they consider that. They always say that a military brat. And you actually yes. wrote a book about yeah. that. And I don't know if yeah. you mentioned it much in the past, but we'll say it again now if we, if we did. But. So talk a little bit about that, about the book. Yeah. Yeah. BRAT is, it stands for born, raised and trained. Um, 
So we're not just rude. <laughs> yeah, right. You're not, you're not just a brat. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so Marine Corps brat, you can find it on Amazon. It Every chapter in there goes through a different area of your life. You know, your mindset, your values, your relationships, your finances, education, and how um, the way I was raised um, with these kind of countercultural ways, how that right. shaped my thoughts on this and sharing that with you. And, um, I'm very practical type a, so I would provide a lot of insight in there as well as resources for, Hey, if you're interested in this, here's some other, some other places to look into it and here's some okay. steps you can take. Cool. So that book you said is on Amazon. So I'll have a link. Uh, if you didn't give yeah. it to me, um, I'll be I'll get it to you. texting you and you'll give it to me because I'll put yeah. it in the show notes and I'll also put it in the descriptions and all that kind of stuff. And it'll be on the screen. So that's yeah. pretty cool. So what um, what are other ways as a coach and all that kind of stuff, if we're wrapping it up right now, is like how can yeah. people get – how can you help people I mean, in a sense of if they want to get a hold of you and they want to coach or they want something on uh, that you, what you do? How can they get a hold of you on that on that set? set? Yeah. The best thing is my website, KylieRobinson.com. You can get everything there. I do um, okay. I do my seven-step program as a, co- a small group course or one-on-one coaching for those that really feel like they need that deep dive and some one-on-one attention. And then I also have a membership in there, but it's all on the website. Um, also for your audience, I have a free PDF. So it's KylieRobinson.com slash free. And that okay. is going to be a PDF download. It is five steps to stop procrastinating and uh, mm-hmm. pursue your goals. Now, don't procrastinate getting that link. No. Or, <laughs> not you, but the people. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll download that link sometime. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help you there. Once you I have know, it, I can help you. <laughs> you're right. You got you to gotta get to that point. So, then my Instagram awesome. is a great place to kind of just keep up with me, and I'll get you okay. that link. You give me that link, and I'll put it up on the screen. And I'll, as I said, it will be in the show notes. So, so Kylie, thank you very much for, for joining me today, learning a little bit more about yourself. It's You never know how interviews are going to go, but this went really well. I mean, we had some technical issues here and there, but hey, and we had a part kid running course. in, you know, it's part of the course, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's no big deal. So it, it, that's really cool. So, but thank you very much for being on the show today. I appreciate yeah. it. Okay. Thank you for having Everybody me. Everybody else, you've been listening to the Millennium Beat with your host, Kevin James. I'm glad that you're here. Stay tuned. Come back next week for some more interviews or topic shows. So everybody, take care and God bless. This has been a Millennium Beat LLC production. Views and opinions of the guest are not always the views and opinions of the Millennium Beat LLC. Check us out on social media, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and TikTok at the Millennium Beat. Or on Twitter at Millennium underscore Beat. If you would like to partner with us to reach the world, go to our website for more information. You can go to themillenniumbeat.com or tmb2000.net. Your financial support is greatly appreciated. We couldn't do all we do without your support. Beat just updated our website from the ground up. Check it out at themillenniumbeat.com or you can get there by using millenniumbeat.com or tmb2000.net where you'll be redirected to the millenniumbeat.com's homepage. I want to thank Mass Inbound for their awesome work on our website. If you're looking for somebody to build your site, I recommend them. 
You can reach him at massinbound.com. That is M-A-S-S-I-N-B-O-U-N-D.com. These are some of the things that you can find on our website. Homepage. You can watch our latest YouTube video or listen to our audio podcast. Also listed are some of the platforms our audio podcast is on. You'll find out when the next podcast will air and who the guests will be. On the top right, you'll find two red buttons, Learn How to Help and Become a Guest. Under Learn How to Help, you can become a partner, sponsor, contributor, or contribute to the future Millennium Bus. You give one time or monthly recurring. The choice is yours. The other button is Be a Guest. Click it, go to the form, and fill it out, and we will get back to you. We would love to hear your story. Click the About Us drop-down where you'll find stats, where we are reaching people, and to find more information on our sponsors. Click on the Podcast drop-down, then click on the Calendar tab where it will tell you when the shows will air and who will be on them. Or if you need to know about any meetups of the Millennium Beat staff, partners, or listeners. Also, there might be on the calendar an event at which the Millennium Beat staff will be at. Click the Guest tab for all previous guests, links to their website, social media pages, and any store they might have. Click the Forms drop-down. There you'll find a release, be a guest, or become a sponsor form. Music.